Welcome back to the Goldmine Podcast. This is Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine. In this episode of the Goldmine Podcast, we're going to have Denny Somak. If you haven't heard of Denny, he's been in the music business for a long time. As an American businessman, he has done everything from being an author, radio personality. Um, He's also curated art covers, you name it. But Denny's going to come on today to talk about album art and he has collected you know obviously he's a big memorabilia collector music collector he has collected a ton of album art album art that you'll probably know about Uh, he actually worked with the rolling stones on tour so we'll be talking to denny right after this message Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Patrick. Hey, how are you? Okay, how are you? I see the Bob Dylan behind you. Nice. Yeah. That one of your pieces of art? That's one of my pieces of art. So how are you? Um, I'm good. I'm I'm around a lot with Johannes. Yeah. He's a good guy. You guys still collaborating? Yeah, we're we're talking about doing some stuff, you know, as you know, because you gave it a great review. He worked with me on my Led Zeppelin book. Oh, I love that. That's my yeah. favorite thing that you've done, man. That Bud Zeppelin. Thank, thank you very much. I'm uh, going to update it, I think, and uh, put it out again sometime soon. That was, um, you know, that was my band. That was the band I grew up on. So, you know, they'll always be close to my heart. And so I love anything that uh, you've done on them. Um, and, you know, I think that book was just a great match of it his was. art. Yeah, you know it was. Uh, I and it's the most unbelievable thing. I I did the pitch for it. I wasn't. I was just thinking about doing it, and I happened to be at a publisher's office on some other business. And the woman said to me, uh, Vice President of Sterling, she said, uh, well, "What do you do?" I said, "Well, I produce a lot of syndicated radio shows and marketing and blah blah blah." And 
She says, oh, like, like what? And I said, well, I, I created this Get the Let Out radio thing, and I've been producing this syndicated show. And she goes, really, Led Zeppelin? Have you ever thought about writing a book? <laughs> and I said, um, well, yeah, as a matter of fact, I, I've recently been working on a proposal. And she said, well, we want it. Would you get a proposal to me next week? And I was like, okay. I mean, no agent. Not, boom. Within right. two weeks, I had a deal. Very yeah. unusual. but Beautiful book. Yeah. Um, I cherish my copy, seriously. Um, first of all, like I said, I love your book, Get the Let Out. It's one of the best Led Zeppelin books that... Uh, you know, I I own and I love it as a collaboration with the uh, the artist Johannes. But you have, as far as art is concerned, now fill the goldmine readers in on what you are. What's you're selling a bunch of art? Maybe you can explain why this is happening, how this came about. Yeah, etc. Well, I've been collecting. You know, first of all, I've been reading Goldmine since it began, and then discoveries, and you know, I go way way back. Uh, I've been collecting all sorts of things, but the one thing I started to specialize in was uh, album artwork. I started doing that in the 80s and then, you know, expanded it in the 90s. And then I thought to myself, you know what, I ought to get some of these signed because I would get copies and, uh, you know, some of them I did professionally for, for certain groups. They asked me to do it. And I... Um, always had copies. So I decided to, you know, give them to different charities, TJ Martell, which is the music industry charity, um, the, the Grammy charity music cares. And what I would normally do is if I had a multiple copies, I would say, okay, so I got five hotel Californias. Uh, I'll send them to you. You keep two charity or whatever you want to do with it send me back three i'll put one in another charity i'll keep one for myself and i'll put one in the collection and that's how it started and obviously because of my stature in the industry over the years i used to go to all the uh, music cares um dinners and rock and roll hall of fame induction dinners and i realized these people eventually all show up so I would get like this really gears and Jack Bruce and, and Ginger Baker would sign it. And, but, you know, the doors, traffic, Steve Winwood and Jim Capaldi. And I have um, uh, an arc of a diver. And I just started collecting these things. And before I knew it, you know, super tramp. And then I did some merchandising with the stones and they, I asked them, I said, have you ever thought about doing an authorized series of prints that you autograph and michael cole the promoter said well I'll, I'll ask jagger and he said well jagger wants to know why you want to do it so <laughs> he said i'm i'm going to give you 10 minutes with him and i went and I, he said okay so why you know why why should i do this and i said well you know there's a sports member this is in the 90s you know there's a sports memorabilia business you know willie may signed baseballs and all that you know how that business went, scoreboard and all that stuff. Right. And I said to myself, you know, more people know the Rolling Stones than Mickey Mantle throughout the world. Right. So he said, well, why should I do this? I said, well, number one, you're probably tired of seeing all these interviews, all these autographs out there that you know you didn't sign. He goes, yeah, a lot of fakes. I said, 
Uh, also, you, you know, you want to authenticate your signature. Number three, you want your some sort of your history to be around. And I said, I, I can track down the original artwork on all on a few of your albums. And if I do that, can I make a deal to sell two editions? One with plate sign where they, you know, sign a plate and you print a certain number and also some actual hand signed pieces. And he thought about it for a minute and he said to me, you know what? I don't ever want to be walking down Fifth Avenue in New York with my girlfriend and see my autograph in J.C. Penney's. And I said, never happened. I'm a real, you know, shook my hand, says you got a deal. Now, I had approached other artists about doing this. Um, bon Jovi was one, um, Rush, a bunch of others. And everyone said to me, well, I don't want to be the first one to do something like this. I know it's cool. The fans like it, but. And I had done something with the Beatles on a plate sign thing. I'd done Beatle covers for, or during the anthology and I worked with Apple. Everybody said to me, well, get a real band. And I said, OK, well, I guess I got to go out and get the Rolling Stones. <laughs> you got the band next. So to I went band. and got them and I, I went up to the. Voodoo Lounge, I was doing marketing and merchandising on the Voodoo Lounge tour. And so I was sitting next to, there's a, a box next to the soundboard where they put their guests and their wives and girlfriends. And I was in the box there and sitting next to John Bon Jovi. And I turned to him and I said, John, are you ready to um, do some signatures? And he goes, well, I, I told you, you got to get a real band. I, I like the idea, but um, I said, well, I just got the stones. He said, you what? I said, I just got the stones. He said, I'm in. What do you want me to do? I, said, I want you to sign a couple hundred of these. You know, we'll pay you, blah, blah, blah. We'll merchandise them and sell them. From there, I went to other artists, Rush, ACDC, yeah. a whole bunch. Plus, I just had other pieces over the years because I love to donate stuff to, to charities. These things bring a lot of money at charities. People walk by and they see it. You know, I ran into Stevie Wonder. I had one of his prints. Uh, I said, Stevie, would you sign? Uh, I'll give you X amount. Donate them to, T you know, donate it to TJ Martell. They, they sold one for five grand. And, and people love it. It's their body of work. And it's authentic. Because I take a picture whenever possible to authenticate it. I have the only picture of the Stones actually signing something, if you saw it in the, in the thing I said. Mm -hmm. And every band that I do that with, in most cases, they say, yeah, okay, you can take a picture. We, we trust your reputation. And I just got a really good reputation of being, you know, doing it right because I'm a fan like you. And I just recently moved to South Florida. I've been collecting this stuff for 30 years. And I, I got to downsize. And unless I can find somebody that wants to, acquire them all for a classic rock museum, which I would be very hard to do. Um, I decided that I would s start selling the pieces and donate a portion to a, a charity. And that's basically what I'm doing. And I noticed all the stuff you've been doing on album art. And I said, you know, yeah. who might be really be interested in this and might think this is a good story and would be into it because of what it is. But give you a real quick story. I've become an expert 
in the rights and everything else on this stuff, basically, because when I got the deal from the Stones, signed the deal, it was all done, and they let me sell pieces on tour of the facsimile ones, they were $250, and the hand signs, which were four and $5,000 a ton. And everybody said, you can't sell something like that on tour. Well, I broke the mold. I mean, nowadays you go to a show, you can buy a bomber jacket for $350. And nobody had sold anything for more than a hundred bucks ever on tour. And we were selling 40, 50 pieces a night at all the Stones shows throughout the world. So I proved there was a there was a demand for it. So anyway, I, I kept building up my collection and I realized, wait a minute, I just moved. I have no place to do this. I can't really insure it. I've, unless I find a museum, like I said, I'm going to put it up for auction. But getting the actual artwork, when I did this deal with the Stones, I said to them at the end of the sign, everything, I said, so, okay, where's the artwork? And they said, well, we don't have it. I said, what? He goes, no, no, we've lost it over the years, but we know where it is. There's this guy in Wales, it's a huge Stones collector, and he's made it his life's work to find and get our original artwork to most of our albums, at least the, the 71, you know, not the Abco stuff. Anyway, I go to the middle of Wales and the Stones said, you know, do whatever you have to do to get it. Tell me we just want to use it for this project and find out if he wants tickets for shows in the States, any city will, you know, give it to him, whatever he wants. He's a big fan. So I did that. And then I, Learned while I was acquiring like the Israeli gears, which the cover was done by Martin Sharp, who you know was a lyricist for Cream, but he was also Eric Clapton's roommate. He got 50 pounds for doing the cover. I found out the nuances of people other than like a Roger Dean or other regular, you know, people who you can go to and and get the original artwork. Almost nobody had the original artwork. And a lot of them either lost it, they had to give it up in a divorce settlement, an ex-girlfriend would get it, and I became an expert in finding this stuff. So when I would find it, I would go to a band and say, look, I'd like to do a limited run of prints. Um, you'll have a facsimile signature, which you'll sign the plate, and we'll make a limited number. And then I also want to do a hand signed version, which we'd sell, you know, for a little more so real collectors could do it. And this was in the 90s. Nobody had done it before. Um, I got a pretty good reputation among all the bands because one band would ask another. And then well, so you took I, away I, one of the next question, my next questions yeah. about but go ahead. About I was gonna ask you if you ever went towards asking musicians about their own art, because I think um you know, the casual fan, music fan, would be surprised yeah. how many of them are artists themselves, like fine art, painting. Yeah, well, I have, yeah. Over the years, John Anderson of Yes has asked me to do his stuff, and we're still talking about doing something. And he loves what we've been doing with this stuff. Just recently, I talked to John Waite. I don't know if you've ever seen his stuff, but it's really cool. Um, there are Wood, artists. Wood? Pardon me? Ron Wood is, I love his. Yeah, he's, he's being represented by a, a guy oh, he in San Francisco. He's, you know, there are some that do this, you know, and the guy from Def Leppard has a representative. And, right. The drummer. And, but a lot of people approach these people and say, look, 
you're not necessarily an artist, but because of who you are, why don't you just do art and we'll market it? And I try right. to be authentic. I, I, I'm a fan. Yeah. I don't want someone, you know, not that he's a bad artist, but, you know, Robbie Krieger of the Doors to do watercolors and sign his name and they try and sell him and shows. Just So I'm finding artists, uh, they do approach me and I do have discussions, but I've done more of these things as a marketing thing. Now, since then, a lot of people have knocked me off, tried to do the same thing and they run into problems because they don't know, you must have the ownership or the right. chain of title before you can do something like this. It is, they should teach a course on this because uh, yeah. intellectual property rights are so, it's so convoluted and, yeah. you know, whether it's album art or songs or, <laughs> I mean, you could go, you know, the logos themselves. I mean, a lot of bands just didn't know. And either the man, like you said, the manager has it yep. or the girlfriend, Next girlfriend, wife. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. It how you know loose and no one cared or no one thought about it but it's uh track down tracking down this stuff that's i gotta give you credit it is beyond a full-time job well i as a collector i made it my life's yeah, yeah. i want to learn and i get you know elvis is different he owns everything apple beatles own it whether they they just claim they own it because you can't fight yeah them. so I, I realize it's a business. There have been a, a few other people that have tried to do it. No one's been successful. Now, remember, I did this in the 90s, and I was selling them. This is before the internet. Turns out, though, it was a big hit product on QVC. I went on QVC about 40 times, and I would sell Stone Springs like crazy. I did the Joan Rivers show, Can We Shop? I, you know, was on Larry King Live showing Beatles. You know, I... I have the credibility to do all this stuff. And, and by the way, just about every show I go on, like Larry King bought a Beatles print from me, you know. Right. Um, I did a CNN, you know, two of the anchors. But, you know, it's like, okay. So, but I always stress that this is authentic. This is not, I mean, look, I look at my Stones, Beatles, Bon Jovi, who, you know, I've done enough of these. And other people just, even though they've tried, I know the, the police try to do something and they had, and they also, there are art laws, which people don't know about. These are not posters. These are lithographs. There's a difference. Right. You probably know. Lithographs are governed by a set of art laws in every state. And it tells you how many pieces you can do, how many artist proofs you can have. What, what you have to describe when you're selling it, certain states you can't sell in. People have written books about the laws of fine art. I usually do mine in New York State because New York is one of the easiest places and their rules allow you to sell in any states, one of the few states that does. Other states, if you produce this stuff in their state, you can either only sell it in that state or there's certain exceptions. So. You know, I spent 30 years learning this stuff. And then when the internet came along, it totally... Yeah. But still, very few people have tried to do it because it's it's not as easy as you think. Oh, it's very... And, but here's the hard, here's the greatest thing. I did that through the end of the 90s. And 
I, uh, after that, I said, you know, I've had it. I'm going back to my radio TV production. And stuff. <laughs> because I've done all these and no one else was going to come and do it. And I figured, you know, I can always go back and do it again. Yeah. Of course, I don't know, you know, there are people that have bootlegs some stuff and everything, but I know the real deal. And when, and I'm the publisher listed on all this, the, the certificates or if I write a letter of authenticity, people know who I am. So that's why I, you know, anyway, I, I, I got all, a lot of the remaining pieces and I ended up with 120 signed pieces. And I realized this is the largest collection in the world of, album art from the original album art signed by either the music artist, some are by the visual artist, and some are right. by Right. So well, what is the most what did you find out for the Stones, for instance? What was the most popular artwork? I'm curious. Uh Sticky Fingers and Some Girls. Makes sense. Yeah. Sticky Fingers just because it was so unusual and some girls because it sold six million copies you know had was, was something like black and blue the least uh i actually no, love that no. they all <laughs> sold the one that probably sold the least and i probably shouldn't have done it although it was people don't realize it was a number one album undercover yeah i could see that except in south america they love it yeah I couldn't well. get distribution going well enough to get rid of them in south america and if you know if i was starting up again today and people would come to me all the time and say hey why don't you do this again because you got this you know what none of my kids want to take over my business i got to start making some plans here yeah i'm going to sell this stuff i have no room i mean i got a room full of stuff over there i don't know if you can see it that's yeah yeah hundreds of pieces and i either have to find an auction house that can handle it and there aren't too many that can handle that kind of thing so I might have to do it in pieces, or if I could sell them individually or have some kind of a in-person auction somewhere, because people see it and they buy it. They love it. They absolutely love it. Uh, if they're a Stones fan, a Who fan, or whatever they are, and they know it's authentic because I have all the authentication and I usually have a picture. Nobody else has that. Right. So, so what's next? What have, what, well, what I, wanna, I was hoping to generate some press and some interest and let people right. know that this is here. Maybe there is somebody who wants to start a class auctioneer or right. yeah. otherwise I've all the auction houses. I, I've talked to all of them. Problem is I have to ship it all to wherever they are. Yeah. And I'm in Palm beach and there's only like one or two auction houses located here. And I don't know, right. but I'm in discussions with them. I'm in discussions with a couple of other people, lawyers who are big collectors Say, you know what? We should have a charity auction, donate X amount. We'll get people in. And, you know, you can sell them like that. Or I could try selling them one at a time on the internet. I don't know. That, that's going to take a lot of time. And I'm not that internet savvy, but maybe I could find someone who, who could help it. Um, or someone can, you can make a deal with someone, obviously, where you can, they trust you enough to ship it out yourself. Yeah. I don't know how much you know. You probably know enough about shipping these things, right? I mean, it's. Yeah. Probably yeah. a, it's probably a a business uh, knowledge upon itself, you know, how to ship them. And I know speaking of Johannes, he he has all the details on how to do it. You have to make sure this stuff is really safe. Uh, you know that I Johannes started because of me. I'm the one. That yeah, he's told you. That. I, I I love the guy. He's he's a great artist, and um, he's he uh, is 
you know, very prolific and, and will do, um, you know, the smaller independent bands as well as the bigger bands, uh, right. you know, cover all of them. So, I mean, he recently did something for the Guess Who that. Yeah, I saw it. Run. It's a home run, man. It's uh, up there with, uh, I think, Roger Dean. So, um, you know, he does that sort of, uh, it's that Roger Dean sort of quality. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I like it better than the recent Yes album. Yeah. But anyway, we digress. Um, so, yeah, so I'm looking for various ways, you know, maybe I can partner with somebody that does something yeah. else that has an audience or the real sign ones, which are really expensive, or yeah. even the plate sign ones, because they're now collector's items and they go for a hundred bucks, you know, and up. But the hand signs, there was a Sticky Fingers that was sold at Sotheby's in 2014. The estimate was supposed to be 7000 and ended up selling for 14000 That was in 2014. I don't, it, look, it's only worth what somebody wants to pay for it. Right now, I just want to dispose of it because I have no room. Yeah, I understand. I can't insure it. I have some that are not framed, a lot that are framed, because over the years, Live Nation, several years ago, they had the Yestival in Philly. And they came to me and they said, look, would you put up 40 pieces of your art? Uh, we'll give you a space at the Camden Waterfront Center because people need to be able to do something during the 45-minute changeover between the acts. Sure. And I brought Johannes along. And sure enough, people viewed it and I have done some things where I've done an exhibition just because it, it attracts people people will come and see this stuff because as you know most people until recently in the vinyl resurgence people thought album cover art was six inches by six inches or they didn't even know or it didn't exist so now it's a boom coming back but if you're a fan of Super Tramp or Tommy, right? Any of this stuff, this is perfect. And you know, these young, these lawyers and business guys—I mean, they love it. They buy it. They don't care. What oh it, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not looking. I, I just want to do something with it, and I want to take the money. And and sure, I want to get myself reimbursed, but I want to give a portion of it to a charity, and it's. That's plus every every piece of art has a story behind it. I oh, mean, that's the other thing. You know, I have a book. Every cover art has story behind. Stories that's the other thing, it. and I mean, I have a book that tells the story of, you know, of every piece. That's right. That usually, have the musical artist and the visual artist talking about it. Right. Someone approached me, and this is something I'm considering about doing a documentary, because there have been a lot of documentaries on photographers who take photos for albums, you know, like the Henry right. Dillon world. But there hasn't been a real thorough documentary about actual album art. There's books that have album art in it, or, you know, Aubrey Poe, Powell has done a book, but no one's done a book of all these covers, and, 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 and they're signed. And I... Right. I have video interviews that I can take right. excerpts from as well right. as telling the stories myself, but I'm not a producer director of the magnitude that could make a documentary like that. I need to find someone and everybody loves this stuff. And so right now I'm, I'm looking around for a producer director who would like to make a documentary, you know, album. Yeah. Work. I mean, 
exactly. One of my favorite stories is a Beatles story, Klaus Vorman, um, the Revolver album cover. I mean, that's just, uh, you know, the reaction of the band when he showed it to them. And, yeah. you know, bands were kind of like, you know, like, yeah, hey, yeah, go ahead, try a piece of art. They weren't, uh, you know, yeah. in the beginning. Right. Because it was singles at first, right? Album. Yeah. The concept of an album was new and exciting. And so that's the late 60s was uh, great stuff that could come out. And then the 70s, you had hypnosis and, yeah, I mean, all kinds of stuff going on. And the thing is, you know, I know the story on most of these covers that I have. Yeah. You that I don't, I, I could certainly find it out, but I, I know pretty much just about everything. Right. It's very exciting. I've actually talked to the artists. So if I don't have right. an interview with them, I'll give the story or I'll go to an expert like you, somebody that knows, you know, about certain things. And I think it would be a fascinating documentary, um, you know, for uh, one of the streaming services because it's all. I think it would be too, quite honestly. It would, you know, it's all images that are known, but no one's seen it in this light. You know, like, well, you're, you're, why, you're, why did this Bob Dylan cover come about? Right. Why did um, Israeli Gears come about? Why did Breakfast in America come about? And you could also talk about the Stones because, you know, they had, well, I guess Mick Jagger in particular, had this great sense of the current flavor of society, popular yeah. art. Right? Yeah. And the album covers always kind of reflected that. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, Undercover had 80s feel, and then you have all the 70s albums definitely had that 70s feel. He knew what the current trends were yeah. and how to present the band. He right. was brilliant at that. Um, I'm assuming I'm using him because I know he's right. the business side of it. But, um, you know, that that is a great story in itself, of how they chose covers and, and marketed them. and Yeah, I mean, like, first, one of the most popular covers is Tommy. Yeah. Michael McHenry did. Yeah. He tells the story. I mean, most people remember it as a double album that they used to roll joints on, you know. <laughs> Tell me anyway. But that's one of the most popular ones. Hotel California is another one. Right. Um, I'm surprised we haven't mentioned Led Zeppelin yet. I have the first Led Zeppelin album, and yep. I have a couple signed by Robert, and I have a couple signed by Robert and Jimmy, but, you know, I got a couple of them, and, you know, people want them, and, you know, I don't need any permission to resell it, because I own it. It's all resale. Right, right. I don't need, there's things called name and likeness and things like that. I got the piece, so, I, you know, it can be resold. So, well, Zeppelin were like one of the first bands to do the interactive cover. Yeah. You know, well, free wheel and if you notice now there's a couple companies in Europe that are releasing the, um, I forget the guy's name. Is it Aubrey Powell or the hypnosis? Yeah. They're yeah. actually starting to release. And by the way, a couple of those companies used to buy for me. Yeah. They figured one day, wait a minute, we could do this and we know these artists and so they're doing it. There's a Zeppelin collection now. Someone just did it. I I did Aqualung years ago with, with Ian Anderson because I thought it was a cool idea. They're doing actual versions of it, limited editions and signed and stuff. And it's becoming somewhat of a business. But I got the originals and I got unbelievable stories yeah. um, about how I how I had to what I had to do to get them. And, you know, none of these other companies are donating money to charity. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get let's get the word out, and we'll go from there, man. That would thank be you for thank you for talking to. Yeah. To me. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Thank you for listening to the Goldmine Podcast. Of course, get in touch with Denny Somak. If you are a collector of album art or just interested in album art, Denny could tell many stories. He has a lot to tell. We'll have him back as a guest on the podcast. In the meantime, you can go to goldminemag.com for the latest editorial content on music collecting and music history. And also go to shop goldminemag.com for exclusive vinyl where you can only get it at goldmine and also limited edition vinyl and other collectibles and look out for goldmine on the newsstand okay well we'll see you next time on the goldmine podcast It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.